You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. I'm Renee Sproles, and welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. And I'm Bonnie Blaylock. Good to be here. Today, we have a listener question we're going to tackle, and our title is Now What? Life After Baby Comes. Mm -hmm. So we have some young um, expectant mothers, and one of them wrote in and said, listen, like, give me some tips. (laughs) Like, what can I expect once this little person gets here, they're so excited to be pregnant and anticipating all sorts of wonderful things. But I thought this was really wise. Yes. To ask this question. To think ahead. I mean, as if you can really prepare for the most upending, life-changing <laughs> experience of your life. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, in preparation for this episode, we reached out to several uh, women who have just been through this experience and just said, you know what? What did you wish you knew? before you had your baby like how things were going to change and so we've categorized the responses into the physical things that are going to change after the baby comes the emotional and spiritual things that will change or that you need to be aware of your husband wife relationship and things you wish you knew about the baby (laughs) yep that would have been my longest one yeah (laughs) What what am I supposed to do with this little I know. creature? Even, even though we had that book, What to Expect When You're Expecting, oh, which yeah. I'm pretty sure I read cover to cover. Me and, too. It's super helpful. And I still felt blindsided. Yeah. That's what so I mean. Like, we're going to do our best. You, you can't <laughs> really prepare. I mean, we can tell you some things, but your experience is going to be your experience. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you're going to get thrown in the deep end of the pool, and you're going to have to start paddling mm-hmm. and it's going to look different for everybody but these are these are great I thank you to all our wise friends of just ask your mom yeah who helped us answer this question uh-huh. so we'll start with the physical and the first one is it could be a while before you feel like yourself again and even a year yeah. or more mm-hmm. so it's it's physically like radical yeah like when you see that baby you're like that thing just came out of my body (laughs) I I mean maybe you only gained you know 15 pounds or whatever I gained twice that yeah I gained 30 at least for each one oh yeah me too yeah I can't imagine you I saw you that way but I can't look at you now and think that but anyway yeah um yeah so you think okay as you're going along yeah my ankles are swelling I don't feel so great whatever but then afterwards your body does not just it's not a rubber band it took you nine months to get that way it's going to take you at least nine maybe more Mm -hmm. to go back and you're never probably never going to go back to you know the way you were when you were 16. not without the wonders of medical technology (laughs) you will not go back (laughs) right and if if you are a parent or a mother of uh, multiples yeah even more so yeah yeah so it's going to be a while before your body feels like you're yourself again and in that vein of thought bonnie talk about our clothes how how do our clothes fit after you know what i came home from the hospital with my first one um probably still looked about four months pregnant Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and was so optimistic because it was in this it was right after the summer and i'd been swollen up like a melon right 
And I come home thinking, oh, yay. And I pull out my jeans from before pregnancy, put them on, and they went about halfway up my thighs. And it was like sobbing in the bathroom moment. Like, this is it. I'm never going to be the way I was before. And I was fairly young. I mean, 20, you know, mid-20s, whatever. And, yeah, so they don't tell you. That was like I thought. As soon as she came out. Me too. I was going to have this flat tummy again. Me right? too. I thought, oh, it's all just going to go back. Yeah, not so much. Did, like, okay, I brought, uh, this was back in the 90s and overalls were popular. So I brought overalls to wear home from mm. the hospital and I just about, only by the grace of God, got them over my hips. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just thought, what did I think? Like, you're, you're going to birth this child, your hips are like super wide and they're going to pop right back right if they did though think if they did you would probably be in excruciate more pain yes than you probably already are pain so your body's not meant to just do that it's not you're not elastigirl from the incredibles no um yet you will be (laughs) but um yeah so just know that bring leggings or something forgiving um sweatpants something to wear home from the hospital be good to yourself you are a rock star Think about what you have just done. You have grown an entire human being (laughs) in your body and brought them forth into the world. So be kind. Yeah. Not only kind, but like effusive with praise for yourself. Yes. Talk to yourself nicely, which we've said said before. Yeah. So, okay, we're going to talk about your boobs here for a minute. (laughs) So one mom said, you know, your boobs might be lopsided. Um, if you're breastfeeding, your nipples may be sore, oh, really sore. That was the worst. I mean, like, I, yeah, I, I remember cringing with pain. Yes. Um, when Emma was nursing. And so if that happens, call for help. Yeah. You don't have to just power through. Like sometimes they're not latching on correctly. There's, they might have a problem with their mouth, mm-hmm. um, tongue tied and things like that. Or you might not, you just might not be doing it right. I wasn't. I, right. There wasn't anything wrong with him, his mouth. I just wasn't doing it right. Right. And okay, so it's supposed to be the most natural quote unquote <laughs> thing in the world. So beat yourself up a little bit about that because why can't I do this? Why isn't it working? You know, you've got yes. all that emotions going through yes. your body. It's just one more thing that you haven't tried. People have trouble with it all the time. That's why they have La Leche League mm-hmm. and breastfeeding help. Um, call a doula doulas if you use a doula they come after the baby's born they'll be with stuff like that I wish that was true for everyone that would have been so great yeah Yeah. I had I would just cry every time they latched on me too I mean okay you it's one thing to be with your husband (laughs) it's another thing to have this ravenously hungry (laughs) baby clamp on for dear life I mean I don't care that they don't have teeth at this moment their gums are hard yeah and they want what you have Uh Uh and it's it's I literally would just gasp and cry yeah and had cracked and bleeding yeah for weeks yeah so um ow so just know that that can happen (laughs) and it can be overcome lots of people have this happen yes it can and I did it did get better my midwife came and helped me through it and um there's nipple butter and cream and things yeah. you can do to soothe that's safe for your baby. Yes. And, um, so if you want to breastfeed and, and, you, and you're having trouble, don't just quit. Like, yeah. get some help. There's people who can help. I loved it, but it was just it, – it, it's like your feet. You know, when you go barefoot outside after a while, your feet just toughen up. And, yeah. and you can walk on the rocks. Yep. Same thing for yep. your boobs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so good. Like, if you do it, like, it really does help with the weight loss. It you're, does. You're burning mucho calories, yes. ladies. Yes, so, so you'll you'll get back to that pre-baby weight a lot faster. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it is an incentive to do that. All right, so talk to us about sex, Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's see. Well, you're going to be, whether it's a C-section or a regular vaginal delivery, you're going to be sore. Mm-hmm. You've used every single muscle that you've ever had in places that you didn't even know you had muscles. Um Maybe you've had an episiotomy. Maybe you've had, you know, other trauma oh, yeah. down south. Oh, the, the stitches. They're no joke. Right. Like, it's, it's. Ow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you, I didn't know what a sits bath was. Right. And you have to sit on the little donut for a little while. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's traumatic. Your body has really, think about what it has produced and it's traumatic. Not to terrify you. I mean, it's a beautiful experience too. It really is. And you've got this re- reward, you know, at the end. But, um, yeah, so it's going to be a while yes. before you're ready to introduce foreign objects into your body <laughs> once again. <laughs> yeah, and um, I was thinking there's somewhere in my notes here, like you're you're going to be bleeding yeah. for a good amount of time after the birth of your child anyway. Right. So you can just get creative and do some other things for a few weeks until that all settles down, the stitches heal, Yes. all that. You know, talk to your doctor. Talk to your husband. Like, not everybody's on the same timeline here. Yeah. So um, if you've had lots and lots of trauma, it's going to be a longer process than if you just have a normal birth, a few stitches, you know, move along. Yeah. So. And you've and I didn't know that about the bleeding. I guess it was self-explanatory, but maybe I didn't get the memo. So, you know, for nine months, you've been like wonderfully period free. <laughs> like, yeah, I could get used to this. And uh, it's like saved up. Right. Yes. And then you have a constant six week period. So that's no fun. And you're, it's, you know, on top of everything else, caring for the baby and learning how to poop again and all the things that you have to do. (laughs) Uh, We're just laying it out there guys. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a while. We should have done a caveat at the beginning. If you have small children in the room, (laughs) you may want to save this one for later. Um, so it just, yeah, it's going to vary and you need to take it slow and, and, you could very conceivably it could bring you anxiety or fear mm-hmm. of the anticipation mm-hmm. of, is this going to hurt? And so you tense up and, it, you know, when you're tense, it's not the best time. So, and depending on how you get stitched up, I had um, a lovely doctor who mm. stitched me up tighter than I was before for my husband's pleasure. Can mm. you believe that? Wow. And so things, it just took a while for things to stretch back out. Yeah. And, and that's no fun. It just takes time. Right. And so just, you will. just know that. So the second time around, I got a different doctor and I said, okay, buddy, here's what happened. <laughs> this is what I do not want happening this time around. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to be overly graphic. I'm trying to help you. Like, you know, t- you can discuss these things with your doctor, which is what I did the second time around. And it, were, it came out much better. Yeah. Much, much better. Uh, you're going to have um, regular checks with your OB after your birth. Mm-hmm. And usually they're the ones that are going to say, okay, yeah, it looks good. You're cleared. Yes. To, to, to get busy. <laughs> yeah. It's your choice if you let your husband know that or not. But I'm betting he's going to be asking. Yeah. <laughs> Recommend. <laughs> Sooner rather than later. It's better for everyone yes, involved. Yes, it's better yeah. for everyone involved. All right. Let's talk about hormones. Because listen, girl, I was on some kind of crazy roller coaster. Like immediately after Emma was born. Yeah. Just bursting into tears. Like an almost, it was almost timed every time I nursed her, and I just, I just know now it was a hormone surge. Okay, yeah, yeah, surge. Mm-hmm. And so, um, some of your hormones go from the highest they re- will ever be to the lowest they will ever be just before delivery to just after. So, 
it's going to mess with your brain. So right after giving birth, your estrogen and progesterone levels drop dramatically, which can contribute to the baby blues, mood swings, anxiety, depression, sadness, irritability, and um, postpartum depression, which is not baby blues. Mm. That's severe. You need, you need to address that um, and talk to your doctor. Do, do, they need to, do you need some medication temporarily? What do you need to do so to get this gonna, under control? So that, what does that look like? not the same for everyone but it's just more of a um it's deeper mm-hmm. than an emotional sadness now and then it's more like a despair mm-hmm. and I can't pull myself up fantasizing about disappearing so I didn't fantasize necessarily about killing myself right. I just fantasized about getting in a car and driving off into the sunset yeah alone I think it's normal to feel I mean you'd be abnormal if you didn't feel like oh my goodness I can't do this what have I done Mm -hmm. this is this is crazy Mm -hmm. it's just it's a lot but to the depths of you know hurting yourself or someone else or I want to get out of here and I want to escape you know six months later you're still feeling like yes you know so I I think I had both I think I had just that initial kind of overwhelming kind of tidal wave of stuff Mm -hmm. and then I felt okay for a while and that tricked me into believing everything is fine yeah so when they're six months old or eight months old and it hits you you're like maybe don't pay attention to it Mm. as much as you should that's a great point just be aware just be aware yeah you know you but also like people in your Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. know you so listen to them listen when your husband's like you know there's something this are you okay or if your mom or your best friend or your Mm -hmm. sister like um, see people regularly and listen to what they have to say. Yeah, that yeah. Trust trust the judgment of the people you trust. So uh, like yeah, when my husband said, you know, um, fantasizing about driving away is probably not super healthy. <laughs> I can laugh about it now because we got through it. You know, yeah. like he was so sweet about it, and he just said, you know, let's just talk to somebody about this and. And so the second time around with my second child, I was aware. Yeah. So when it reared its ugly head again, I'm like, ah, oh, I know what this is. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get on it. Let's deal with it. Right. But you don't know what you don't know. If you've nope. never done this before, how nope. are you supposed to know? Right. What's normal and what's not. Right. So just, yeah, be, just beware that that, that can happen. Yeah. Um, so lots of women also end up, we talked about this a little bit, with like a softer, floppier, lower tummy right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're breastfeeding or not. And, and so how it's going to firm up in the months. And yes, I did say months, <laughs> plural. Yep. After birth, um, it's going to vary. Depends on how you're made, what your genetics are, um, how much you stretched when you were pregnant, how much weight you gained, or whether you had twins or triplets or all those things. So again, just be forgiving. Be forgiving. And like, you know, you, so you sometimes you're just going to keep those stretch marks. It's just your skin type. It's your badge of honor. It's what you that know, is. And if you don't, if you don't keep the stretch marks, like, like, yay for you. Yay you. And yeah. don't tell anybody else because everyone's going to hate you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, back to those hormones, it can also not just affect your mood, but um, your skin can be dry or mm. it will break out. Yep. Um, oh, I had a friend who was like losing clods of hair. Yeah. Yeah. Her hair was just falling out, falling out, falling out. With I the, think um, you said a thing like it's normal to lose up to a third of your hair. Yeah. I looked this up. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. As, Starting if, when your as baby... if the wreckage of your body was not enough, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. So, um, and, and it said like you have high hormone levels that cause you to grow more hair while you're pregnant. So, you're not that's you're not, the pregnancy glow right when right. your skin looks amazing <laughs> and your hair is lustrous yeah 
and then and it's like womp womp mm, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's so cool. Like, uh, you know, it's we're ta- we're telling you all the things, like all the hard things that we wish we knew. But um, it really is a privilege and an honor. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, For and, sure. and and not every woman gets this, whether because they don't ever marry or they can't get pregnant. Like, I want to end the section on our bodies with the note of like wow what an honor yeah that we get to participate in that process yeah you know all the bad news about what's going to happen to your body is only part of the story and I really wanted to um, say one quick thing kind of a spiritual angle on what to expect after you have your baby and the purpose of your body and your husband's body our bodies have dignity they have purpose they have a story to tell It's the story of the eternal life-giving love of the triune God. By making us male and female and commanding the two to become one flesh, God created a sign that points to the love relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So male and female bodies are complete in all of their systems but one, and that's reproduction, which is what we're talking about today. This system fully functions only in union with the opposite sex. Every cell in the male and female body has 46 chromosomes, except for one. The sperm cell and the ovum each have only 23. This biological sign becomes poetic as we ponder the very different roles men and women play in reproduction. Your husband's role is outside his body as he enters the woman, and the wife's role is inside her body as she receives him and conceives new life, carrying it for nine months inside her body. We are meant to complete each other, creating a third person who comes into existence. Ladies, this is a sign of an ultimate reality, of a story of God's divine love within the Trinity, of his love for each one of us, and the eternal life he wants to conceive and birth within us. These biological signs that are in your body that you're going to experience over the next nine months and afterwards, they're beautiful and for me, it really helps to keep that in mind as I'm going through the discomfort, the trials, all the drastic changes that can be so disorienting. It's a beautiful picture. It's not random. God gave us this experience to point us to him. And so I just want to close out the section on the body by reminding us of that. It's beautiful, beautiful news. So I just, I think it's just a beautiful picture. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Of womanhood. And we want to celebrate that. Pretty cool. Yep. Okay, so you want to move on to the Let's like do. Emotional, emotional spiritual spi- spiritual kind yeah. of thing. Okay, so um, tell yourself that you're doing a great job. It really is this right after birth period is really just a short season. So um, just take some time to try to not worry and stress and be anxious about it all, and just enjoy it. Smell that baby smell. Mm-hmm. Rock in that chair. Those little toes. Fingers. <laughs> yeah. A drink in that, you know, your baby's face and all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, just try to enjoy it. You're doing awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just enjoy getting to know them. So instead of stressing out about like, when are they going to sleep? When are they going to sleep? Like just, you know, learning like when, how, how they like to nurse. Or when they like, when they need to nurse, mm-hmm. um, they're different. They're different cries. Mm, yeah. They're giving you information, and they're yeah. different cries. Um, yeah, you're doing you're doing a great job. And I was talking to a new mom recently, and um, her baby was sleeping great. What a gift! Like right off the bat, yeah, just sleeper. And then she went through this rough patch where she wasn't 
sleeping great at all. And this mom was telling herself the right story. You know, it was good and it will be good again. Yes. This is, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get through this and yeah, I'm going to manage. Uh-huh. I was like, that's so wise. It was her second child. So she knew. Right. Yeah, she knew. Well, you know, it's just like childbirth, you know, where you're breathing, you, that contraction hits and you go, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have about 20 seconds of, okay. Okay. It's just like that. Yeah. That first yeah. year, especially after childbirth yeah. is kind of like longer childbirth. You have spurts, growth spurts where they're going to eat, eat, eat mm-hmm. and sleep, sleep, sleep. And then times where they're not. And it's, you just kind of move like a wave through yeah. the ocean. <laughs> yeah. You're doing a great job. Like, because they're not eating right or sleeping right. Right now, it's not all you. Yeah. I mean, you know, like it, we take it all on ourselves. Like, oh no, what have I done wrong? Or right. have I messed up the routine or whatever? No, some of it's, it's just fine. developmental. It's, it's the way fine. it's supposed to be. Yeah. All right. This one is a great one that yes. was sent in by um, one of our dear listeners. The, your baby is a welcome addition to your family, not the center of the universe. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a beautiful principle that we learned in our parenting class we taught together, Bonnie. Right. That, you know, your child is a welcome addition to your family. Yeah. And it, you do have to kind of orbit them in the beginning. They need lots They're of things. They're needy. They're needy. Yes. But it's the urgent versus the important. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you do have to attend to the urgent. You do have to feed them, keep them changed, and all the needy things. But um, it's real tempting, especially for perfectionist moms, to tend to that baby like, life depends on it mm-hmm. um and sort of block out everything else and everything else if you are not careful can be um a distraction an annoyance uh, an intrusion including your husband including your husband including older siblings mm-hmm. including you know helpful in-laws or parents or people that want to come and see you know it's not if it's not just you and the baby that's this new awesome thing you don't even want it. Well, that's not okay. No, no, it's not okay. You're not, yeah, you, you really need to get, this is one of those like 30,000 foot principles yes. we talk about. And then you put that into action. So, so yeah, don't orbit your, your little beautiful child and center your world around them. You know what? Your husband's not going to really like that mm-hmm. a year or two down the road. He's going to start feeling resentful and your marriage will not uh, sustain that kind of behavior over the years, the decades. No. We see it all the time, don't we, Bonnie? No, it won't. Um, so just if you think of it in terms of, okay, there's this new child in our life, and everything we do is teaching something, right? So we're bringing it in. This is this is how our family operates. It's It's been a family up until, na- up until then, even without the baby, right? Right. So you bring the baby in, and, and you're teaching the baby, this is how our family already operates. We're going to flex a little bit because we got more stuff to do now, but we're already operating in this zone. There's already a mom and a dad and mm-hmm. siblings potentially and whatever. We're, you know, we're not all orbiting around you. Yes. It's kind of the other way around. Yes. So it, yeah, just be sure you get, get the, the horse before the cart there on that go. one. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, crying again. Yeah. <laughs> this is emotional. <laughs> We've kind of already talked about that, but you're just going to cry and be emotional. Um, your husband's going to be, uh, walking on eggshells sometimes like what is happening, but it's sometimes you just sort of throw your hands up in the air and go, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I just need to be sad right now or whatever. And a a really good husband of one of our listeners, um, he, when this would happen, he would just 
hold her, give her a hug, let her cry a little bit, maybe pray over her briefly. It was so beautiful. Oh, sweet, like sweet, I was like, sweet, what sweet. a good husband. He didn't feel the need to fix it. He yeah. was like, this too shall pass. And um, so, yeah, that's what I would encourage a husband to do is to just come close, c- come beside you in that yeah. and then move along. And, yeah. and it, oh, some of it is hormonal and some of it is emotional and um, you're freaking just, out. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, whoa, my life will never be the same. I remember having a thought that first week, like I can never go back. Mm-hmm. There's no going back to just the two of us. And um, that just takes some adjusting. Yeah. So don't don't tell yourself you're a horrible person when you have those thoughts. Right. You're just navigating a new normal. You're, you are. You're navigating, oh, okay, we need a different roadmap for this. And it's a little mm-hmm. shaky. Mm-hmm. But you'll get there. You'll find your road. Um, so you need to take some time away, even if it's just for an hour, and do something that you like. Remember, you do like other things. <laughs> <laughs> and you are other in other relationships you're still a sister and a daughter and and all the other things so um go be those different people remind yourself oh yeah I do have other roles in life um even if it's just like I'm just gonna run to Publix and pick up some diapers or whatever Mm -hmm. be by myself um it's okay it is okay you got to trust other people in your life to take those responsibilities from you and there's two kinds of personalities here that I'm thinking of maybe there's more than two but so there's people like me who are like I need an hour give me just an hour you know and and Emma wouldn't take a bottle so I really only could have an hour or two yep for that first year but then there are moms who don't want to leave their baby at all yes they're very like immediately bonded and um and both of us both of those kinds of moms do need a time they do need a break. They do. They, they do need a, just a little bit of time away. We're talking an hour here, as right. you said. Right. Um, the, yeah, that second kind of mom where I just can't be away. I can't be. It's it's too. Don't allow yourself to get wrapped up into this um, parenting by fear um, panic almost mm-hmm. of life. You You do have to trust other people in your life. You will from now on to take care of this child mm-hmm. and it's okay. And it will help you that little tiny bit of separation and coming back and separation and coming back helps you both. Yes. Developmentally. It does. It does. And if you're leaving your child, like with your husband, like that helps him too. Yeah. You know, remember he was on the outside looking in for right. a lot of this process. Yeah. And his, his real first tangible experience is when that baby's born where he can hold the baby. You felt the baby mm-hmm. from the inside, which just was one of my favorite things. I loved that. <laughs> but he hasn't. He can feel your stomach, but it's not the same. Yeah. I mean, it's just not the same. And so you need to, um, don't don't dishonor your husband by like blatantly not trusting him. Right. You know, like you can't do it right. I don't trust you to change their diaper right. I don't oh, trust you goodness. to, Oh my goodness. That know. is the worst. That is, that is the worst and it's such a tendency too yeah. for moms you know we, it's it's almost become a joke like well you can't do her hair right and you're gonna dress her this way it's like a, a comical the dumb dad mm-hmm. sort of thing mm-hmm. don't, don't do that don't do that he's he is just as much a part of this as you are yeah yeah so empower him by trusting him with absolutely him. all right so another good one is that you can feel conflicting feelings simultaneously like grieving your old life while still adoring your new sweet baby yeah conflicting feelings are going to occur. Mm-hmm. And and it's not um, always an either-or proposition. You can love sitting there nursing your baby, within, you know, hold her in the rocking chair and having great quality time, and also grieve that you will never sit through a sermon 
again. <laughs> for many years. For like a couple of years, you know, like, okay, you're never going to get to like, unless you bring her to the movies with you, you're not going to the movies with your spouse because she won't take a bottle and, you know, it's okay to feel yeah. happy and sad at the same time. Yep. Uh, resentful and grateful. Yep. At the same time. Awesome. Um, and just know that you don't have to, you know, you're not going to come home from the hospital and be the best mom in the entire world. You'll be the best mom in the entire world to your baby, no matter what. But like, you're going to mess up some things. You're going to, Savannah was probably, I don't know, two weeks old when she rolled off the couch. You're not even <laughs> supposed to be able to roll at that age. Oh. And I had just, it was just like, just a second. And I run into the other room and I hear this kathunk. Ah! <gasps> And I thought my world, you know, oh my goodness, well, they're going to come. The police are coming mm-hmm. any minute now, mm-hmm. you know, child services. But um, you're going to mess up. I think Savannah, for the most part, is okay today. She is. Yeah. There's she's, some... she's just living, living her life. <laughs> she's all right. Succeeding in school, married. Yeah. Yep. So um, you're not going to be day one right out of the chute knowing every single thing there is to do. God is going to work with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the cool thing about parenting is how much you grow and learn and stretch <laughs> no pun intended yeah. <laughs> literally figuratively yeah. <laughs> true like I I say all the time to young moms like I'm so grateful that God did not leave me at 27 year old Renee like he allowed me the grace of being a mom to a daughter and a son mm-hmm. and he did a work on my character and and he equipped me to yeah. be the mom that he was calling me to be to my unique children. And so, no, by all means, I was not up to the challenge on day one or day 100 mm-hmm. or day 365. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's you grow in grace and you do get equipped. And so you need to be, you know, asking God, you know, for wisdom and for discernment to understand your child mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing. But um, because it can feel overwhelming, remind yourself you're not going to be you were not there yet. You're not going to be fully equipped. That's yeah. why we're doing this podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> not when we were raising our children. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, there's there's so much in the journey. All right. Let's talk about sure. the husband and wife relationship. Okay. So um, oh, even when you're really, really tired, um, and you will be really, really tired for a lot of the first months, um, make it a point to plan date nights with your husband, even if that means laying the baby down in the bassinet and watching a show together, snuggling up on the couch together. Um, you do need to set aside some special time just for the two of you. Mm-hmm. You're, you both. I mean, we say that he misses that, but you both are missing that mm-hmm. relationship. I'm, I'm shocked that at how many um, couples I have to convince to do this. I, I was dying for it myself. Mm. I mean, you didn't have to convince me to do it. I was like, where's grandma? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got to have two hours. Or like you said, put the baby down and we're going to look in each other's eyes and have a conversation. Yeah. Um, not everything has to lead to the bedroom. No, 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 it does not. Um, when we say date nights, I'm talking like regular date nights. Mm-hmm. For us, that was weekly. We like, I, like if you just threw a lifeline to me once a month, no. Mm-hmm. I would feel like I was drowning. Okay. So I needed, you know, once a week to know we're having a date. And so, um, as one of our wise listeners said, during your last week of pregnancy, plan some fun dates on the calendar. How smart is that? Yeah. Cause you know, it might be a, a little minute before you get that. Yeah. Again. So just like book it out. Now you've got something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I would anticipate date nights and family nights, um, with equal joy. Yeah. 
during the week. And we can talk about that on our yeah. uh, podcast about family identity, but date your spouse still. Yeah, for sure. Don't, don't let the other relationships go, especially this one. Cause this is the most important. This is your priority relationship, even over your child. You love your spouse more. Mm-hmm. My dad used to tell us that I love your mom the most. That's her, that's heretical. And I mean, really, <laughs> that is a heretical thing to say. And it honestly, I did not ever, ever, ever feel scared by that. Right. I felt totally secure because I knew, even though I couldn't articulate it, if they fell apart, my world fell apart. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's a gift you're giving your children when you make time for each other. That we're, yeah. We're Plus, the most guess important. what? They're going to leave you. Here we are, Bonnie. They've left us. <laughs> yep. And who's left? <laughs> and who's left, you know? The so spouse. I, I look at my husband, and even with the weekly date nights, and I'm talking like 27 years of date nights, 28 years of date nights, um, it was an adjustment mm-hmm. when the kids left. Mm-hmm. It was, I was surprised because I'm like, oh, we got this. Yeah, right. We got this. But it was, it was disorienting. Mm-hmm. And, and thank goodness we'd laid the groundwork to, to actually stay connected. Right. Yeah. And, you can, no, you can be, um, you know, you're, you're holding your baby all day long. You're nursing, you're changing diapers, you're rocking, you're doing all the things. If you've got colic, then you've got even more of that going on. And a lot of times women can get really tapped out with touch. Like, yes. And, and if yes. you have a sibling or a toddler along for the ride, it's even more. Um, so that even more important, why it's important to give yourself an hour or so away to just like detouch yourself so that you have a little bit left over for your spouse. Yeah. Just yeah, do that. Absolutely. Um, you also need to make sure that, um, your husband is helping and not just helping, <laughs> but participating fully in the co-parenting relationship. They're not babysitting. They're being a dad. Mm, right. That was a big thing you used to always say. Mm, (laughs) Um, They're not necessarily helping out. No, no, you're being a dad. That's, that's how this works. Mm -hmm. We're partners. We're fully partners. And okay. So they're not going to be able to nurse Mm -hmm. your child, but there's a lot of things they can do. Mm -hmm. They can bring you a drink. They can get you a snack. They can certainly change diapers. They can get up in the middle of the night every now and then and bring the baby to you. If you have to nurse. That was what David did for me. He's like, okay, I will get up, um, change the diaper and bring the baby to you that was such a gift oh it was was. it's just a few minutes extra but a few minutes is golden i was like you are winning at life sir that was a very good move on your part (laughs) so yeah so if your husband doesn't connect with your baby right away like don't sound the alarm bells we're all we're all wound differently Mm -hmm. i i didn't connect with my baby right away and i had her so certainly you could give grace to your spouse who's just learning this little person and so, but, but just put it out there. Hey, can you grab her? You know, can you change the diaper? Can mm-hmm. you, here, you can do this right. for me. You can nudge them along and not in a condescending way. But you can nudge them along. Right. Empower Can them. you get the baby? Uh, no. Can you please? Do you mind? And it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's more, a little nicer than that. But um, yeah, they do need to be right in there with you. A lot of times they don't see the things that yeah. you're seeing need to be done, you know? That's a, that's a male, female thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily passive aggressive or, or that, but, um, you know, see them with rose colored glasses, give them the benefit of the doubt and just tell them, just be explicit. Here's what I need. Can you help me? Here's what I need from you. Yep. Uh, yes. So some men are quicker on the uptake than, than others on this. And so, um, yeah, it, you can, I mean, you can even say, 
it would be it would make me so happy if I if you could just see that what mm. needs to be done that sink full of dishes <laughs> you know like if when you see that can you do that but even even so I've talked to like really fabulous married couples who've been married 10 15 years you know what he has never really gotten that but he's happy to do it yeah it just has to be asked when he's asked so you can be mad about that for 15 years or you can just ask <laughs> fair <laughs> enough <laughs> fair enough that's um, right and your husband could actually be angry or grieving like the new normal for the three of you mm-hmm. and um so you can acknowledge that and give him grace about that as well it's a big change for him too yeah it is so don't forget that. Um, okay. What about the little baby? The little baby. Okay. So I'll start with this one because I went into full on panic, panic mode with any kind of thing that was hard. <laughs> this is forever. It's never going to change. So the first one, dear listener said, if your baby is fussy, remember it won't be forever. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's not, if your baby's colicky, which a Thank the Lord are. my baby was are. not that way. But I know moms who have had to, it, like, no matter what they change in their diet, no matter, yep. they just have a fussy, colicky baby. It's hard. And, and it's a hard. lot of times it's that weird time right around 4 to oh. 6 o'clock in the afternoon. It just, it's just a thing. And sometimes they just cry because they have to cry. It's a, it's a stress release. Mm-hmm. It's this emotional release. It's, don't take it personally. It's not that you're doing anything wrong and that you can't soothe them. It's just... That's how babies release stuff from their bodies. So it's like a dog panting. Um, so it's okay to just cry for a little while, you know? Yes. It's just so, what they do. Yes. That's a good, that's a great reminder. I wish I had that on record, like to play back when I was. It, I mean, it, it raises, you know, babies. it raises your stress level because yes. you're thinking, oh, and it's noise. And if you're like a sensitive person, you don't like the noise. Yeah. But, but yeah. it's just what they do. I mean, their cries are meant to like get our attention right it's primal so it, mm-hmm. it is it does kind of mess with your yes um response you know as you're you're hearing that baby cry you're like oh. right it makes you catch your breath you know? <laughs> right and they go on and on and on but it's not forever it's not forever no, it's not um okay so you're also going to question how much milk your baby is getting because you can't judge if you're nursing um call a consultant get help if it's not going well um yeah you just don't know well, we always, uh, I always tracked the diapers. I had a, an actual chart each time I was nursing. I would say, how many minutes on the left side? How many minutes on the mm-hmm. right side? So I, that was just for my brain because I couldn't remember which side I had started on before. And that will help mm-hmm. with those lopsided boobs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if you're only nursing out of the left side, it's going to look really weird <laughs> after a bad. while. Um, but then I would track the diapers. Okay, we've had, you know, three wet diapers today and two poopy diapers. Mm-hmm. So you know that they're getting, that's the only way to know what if goes in must enough. come out. So. I honestly don't remember if I did that. Yeah. I, I mean, my personality would say I probably did. But you're right. That would help it you know. It just gave me peace of yeah, mind would to help know. you know. Uh-huh. Um, it's okay to ask for help with child care. Um, so, yeah, I had my parents lived in town. And so I would just go over there, like, during the day. If I just needed to look at another adult, you know. And I was like, at first I was like, you're such a loser. Because you've got to go to your mom's house. Oh, that's but, so nice to have had that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So but nice. I just like needed, I mean, it was that or turn on the television, which I figured it'd be better to be with family than mm-hmm. turn on the television. So eventually I got past that and was like, I'm so grateful, you know, that I can just come over here and, and have some help. She loved fooling with her. Right. Well, I mean, think of about course. for 
millennia, the history of humanity. That's how we did it. It mm-hmm. was in community. We lived in in family groups, right? With extended family. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how you did it. You weren't meant to just do it by yourself and yeah. figure it all out. Yeah. And you're right. It's so isolating. The nuclear family, the way we do it now and our houses all by ourselves. It's no wonder we're losing our minds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No it's wonder really you have hard. postpartum depression and yeah. you're questioning yourself and talking terrible to yeah. yourself because your extended family isn't there telling you what a wonderful job you're doing. And, and, how great. and you didn't have your mom right. when your child was born. And I didn't live... We lived here with no family Mm -hmm. around, I mean, you know, within an hour, but they're not right next door. Mm -mm. So, you know, I have a a young mom friend who also lost her mom young, like you. And so when she was like, I really need help. I need help with this baby at the witching hour, like you were talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, 4 to 6 Mm p.m., you know, and um, it was just really, really hard. She so wisely just asked for help from like a group of like five friends. And they came over and they just took turns. One afternoon, it was this person's turn. Okay, first of all, brilliant. Yeah. What, like, why, I want to book some appointments at four afternoon with my four in the afternoon with my friends. Oh, like, no. I want to hang out with my people. That is so um, unusual and brave to do in today's society mm-hmm. because you're supposed to be like, from the moment your child is born. For some reason, we're all supposed to project this perfect mom thing. Well, perfect moms don't need help. And perfect moms can do it all by themselves. Mm-hmm. And perfect moms have houses that look like magazines. So to ask for help, well, you must be weak. Mm-hmm. And you just put, oh my goodness, the opposite is true. And what a blessing. I mean, look at what the outpouring that she received and was able to get through. And Girlfriend time. Move on. And help, yeah. Like Who doesn't want that? Baby handoff and good conversation. And um, I think they also, um, some people brought dinner. You yeah. Know, and stuff like Yes. Mental health people. Yes. Mental health. <laughs> <laughs> so get some, ask for help. If you don't have a community, find yourself a community. You know, yeah. like find a church, find a mom's group, a, a preschool group. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Lamaze even. Um, my aunt, it's my, my mom's baby sister, two of her very best friends, they met in Lamaze class. Oh, that's fun. And here they are. I mean, what is it, 50 years later? They still hang out you know and they they it was such a blessing so find your find your people yeah if you don't have sisters or moms or family nearby I didn't have sisters yeah so journey together do it that's awesome um so you don't have to constantly entertain your baby did you know that wow you're not their play toy really Mm -mm. this Um, is very American it's yeah well you're on call 24 7 very American um a great deal of a child's development, actually, is self-directed learning, play, imagination, um, being bored, <laughs> reaching out and learning to get things. That's how they learn and grow and develop. So you don't have to constantly be there. You can put them on the floor and have tummy time or back time. You can put them in a crib. You can put them in a swing or a bouncy seat or, or whatever it is to have your hands free for a little while. And... Let them play. Let them play with a sibling. You don't have to be there constantly. I had one mom tell me when we were, we're talking about this episode coming up, and she said, look, like, I realized one day, every time I laid my baby on the blanket with, like, under the little play, the play thing that's, you know, they're developmental, the yeah. things hang down from it, you know. She said, I was on the floor with them, like, laid on the floor I with them. I know. And she said, one day, it finally dawned on me, you know, I actually don't have to be down here every <laughs> single time. 
Right. <laughs> Why do they have the toys hanging up there if you're going to be there? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, again, this is this is our impulse as Americans. We, we're highly involved, and that's not necessarily a totally evil thing. But if you look at other cultures and how they, like, welcome children into their family groups, like the French do this really well. I love some French parenting. Mm-hmm. With episode idea. <laughs> French parenting techniques we should all adopt. Um, and other, like, African cultures where there's just not a ton of, uh, toys and stuff lying around yeah. children are welcome addition so mom's um gathering or going to get water or cooking the child is there with them welcome addition mm-hmm. and so you can do that too in your own life make your let your child be a welcome addition put them in the kitchen with you yeah you're, you're, you do the things that you need to do mm-hmm. in your family and they come alongside and maybe you're narrating it or whatever that's but right that's right you're, you're not, not just slothing slothing them off but yeah, yeah, I remember um, when I'd be working in the kitchen, I would be like, here, you have the silverware, and you can sort sort the spoons and the forks and mm-hmm. the knives, and mm-hmm. um, or play with a pan and a spoon and a lid. Yeah, you know? I would have um, Savannah up in the little bouncy seat on the counter making something, and I would... I remember doing spices. Oh, here's cinnamon. Smell cinnamon. Like she's just an infant, right? Mm-hmm. But wow, that opens up a whole different area of your brain. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm able to cook because my hands are free. Yes. And she doesn't know what she's doing. I'm not constantly entertaining her, but you know, she's, there's some, she's in on the plan. There's some really cool like actual studies about what's happening in a child's brain um, when you're doing that, when you're talking to them through like something you're doing, mm-hmm. walking them through the process. Oh, look here, I'm about to put this cinnamon in this dish here smell um those kinds of interactions are highly beneficial to your child it's not less than um playing in the floor with your child uh-huh. it's it's actually as beneficial I, I i think we should that's um, interesting talk about that more later because um i do think we we rate like okay family vacations like 100% attention that's the best thing <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's the super funnest and then the next best thing is like um fun night like fun family nights or weekend things we do and no no the every day yeah is just as much a blessing uh-huh. it's just as much needed mm-hmm. for your child's development don't rate your activities that way right kids need kids need quality time and quantity time yeah. they need it all all the ordinary stuff they do is the stuff it's the stuff <laughs> I'm a sucker for everyday life. Yeah, I me love too. me some everyday That's where it's at. That's days. what you're going to remember later on, yeah. too. It's all the ordinary yeah. things. So, okay, this one, I can't believe I have to say this one because I love a schedule. Oh. <laughs> so schedules are good, but you do you will likely need to go with the flow at first. And this is true. Like, I really did um, want my child on a schedule really soon because I it gave me security, like predictability. Yeah. I didn't trust my, I guess, my intuition mm-hmm. to know what she needed. And so I thought, okay, if I know this is when she naps, this is how long she nurses, this is how long she's awake, then I can anticipate what's wrong when she's crying. Well, and there's truth and in And there's that. truth to that. Mm-hmm. But you are um, getting into a schedule. And so everyone's different. Some moms are not super concerned about routine and schedule. Routine and schedule. Mm-hmm. See our episode on yep. <laughs> routines. <laughs> routines. <laughs> um, but you don't have to blast right into them at six weeks. Um, right. You, you do need to listen to your to your child's um, cries for hunger. And if they're nursing every two hours and you had envisioned nursing every three hours, well, you might need to Yeah, maybe they're having adjust. a growth spurt. That's Think, right. Things change. They're never static. It's never going to be mm-hmm. this way forever. So once you get in a schedule and have that one nap time during the day or two nap times during the day, what's well, going to change? They're going to get older and they're not. They're going to drop one. And then, oh, you know, you got to change the schedule again. And it's supposed to work 
for you anyway. You're not supposed to be a slave to it, but it will give your days and nights. It helps your child distinguish between, you know, days and nights. A lot yes. of babies have those flipped. So you're trying, you live like a vampire and you're up at the night and, mm-hmm. you know, asleep in the daytime. So you want to fix that. So I think schedules um, help bring that child into the family like we were talking about yes. as a welcome addition. Yes. Um, but yeah, they're going to be, you can't be savage about it. Yeah. So we're human, right? We, we sway from extremes. So mm-hmm. some of us are too rigid and some of us are so flexible that, okay, that might work for one child, but then you have two and three uh-huh. and four. Then you've gone from flexibility to chaos. Yeah. So go with the flow, but also know that, okay, predictability is worth something as well. It is. Yeah. It's it's valuable. And then, okay, so finally, after everything is said and done, and we've talked about all these things, um, trust your instincts because you were given this child for a reason, and you know better than anyone, you know your child. I mean, even the things that Renee and I sit here telling you about, you might say, well, my child's not like that. Perhaps not. Mm -hmm. You know your child at the end of the day. So trust your instincts. Yeah, I have a story about this. Um, I felt like my instincts were really low. You know, I I didn't um, like babysitting. I didn't really love other people's children. And I had a little bit of a hard time bonding um, with Emma when she was born. And so when I'm interviewing pediatricians before she's born, right, um, there was this one I really liked. I'm like, I really like this pediatrician. I would like to use her. But um, this other mom who was could not be more opposite of me in every way. Hmm. But I, I thought she's so nurturing. She's so in tune to children. She's She even went into social work. She loves people. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pick who she picked. It was a disaster. <laughs> it, we didn't click at all, you know. And all these years later, I, um, we've moved back to the town where, you know, Emma was born. And I'm like, I've gone back to that pediatrician and said, you know what? I picked you in my head and I didn't trust myself and I really regret that because I think you're an amazing pediatrician and we would have been a great fit. Your personality and my personality as a mom mm-hmm. would have really been good together and I and I just didn't trust myself mm. and and I paid for it with a not a great pediatrician relationship for those first couple of years. Yeah, that's important to have. Yeah, it is. It is. So trust your instincts. Give yourself credit. Yeah. Yeah. You got more in there than you think. You even, do. Even if you're like not super nurturing person. You got more in there than you think. Like yeah. you said, they're, they're yours. Yeah. You know. You know. You're going to know them better than anybody. So that's awesome. Well, guys, I hope you have um, gotten something from this podcast. There was a lot of information. Great question, listener. Thanks Thank for you. joining us. Yeah. Thanks for sending that in. Um, if you want more, you can um, go to our blog, uh, justaskyourmom.com. Find us on Facebook at Just Ask Your Mom or Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. And if you're listening, give us a rating or a review. It just helps people find us on Spotify and um, on Apple Podcasts. And send us your questions, uh, Just Ask Your Mom Podcast at gmail.com. And thanks to our production manager, Shiana Avila, our tech and social media administrator, Savannah Cunningham, and our graphic designer, Emma Goodwin, for making us look good. And we'll see you next time on Just, just Ask, Ask Your Mom. Mom.